Welcome to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris, the show no one asked for, about the show no one asked for. I'm Nina. And I'm Hannah. And in this episode, we're recapping episode four of season two, Jules et M. As always, you don't have to have enjoyed or even watched Emily in Paris to listen to this podcast. We recap the episodes very thoroughly so that you can keep up with any conversation about Emily in Paris, the conversation happening on Twitter, the conversation happening in your group text, the conversation happening in your head, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, we are here for you. And please be here for us by leaving a review and rating us wherever you listen to podcasts. We love getting those reviews. Happy listening. You know the saddest part about it being winter? Go, go ahead and share. I'm just cold all the time. And I know that that's an obvious thing, but I'm like, it makes me tired. Like, I, there's no reason I'm sleepy. I just had food. I just had a bunch of coffee. I'm with my best bud. And I'm just like, I'm just, I want to sleep. Well, yeah, you're supposed to take a little nap after lunch or have a little bit of coffee because your body's working so hard to digest all the yummy lunch you just ate. Yeah. What'd you have for lunch? I had pasta. I haven't gone grocery shopping in about eight months and I just foraged as in olden days and uh, had pasta with butter and Parmesan and pepper. Just a very simple little... Nosh, what did you have? I, had a, <laughs> I made a chopped salad like four days ago. Uh-huh. And I, there was like a quart of it. And I just like, <laughs> it was it was good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> and I love that about yeah. you. <laughs> good enough for me. Hey, you deserve yeah. everything. You deserve great food. You know what I wish I'd had to eat? What? Leeks. Leeks, yes. This episode sponsored by Leeks. It's Okay. <laughs> Not a quick fix. <laughs> I know that last episode I said that it seemed like they were taking some little bits from Real Housewives of New York. Do you remember there's a Portlandia episode where um, no, they made a joke about the leak lobby being really strong? It's pretty funny, that idea of a Well, leak there's lobby, an episode so. of Portlandia where someone is working for the... What lobby is it? It's the something lobby. The celery lobby. Steve Buscemi is a celery salesman who's like really upset. Because the corn lobby is so powerful that no one wants to eat other vegetables. <laughs> you know, I think I would say this, this leads us to kind of an overall thing about the season, which is that it feels like it actually exists in our world in some ways. Like, they're, like it feels like the writers are enmeshed in pop culture in a way that last season, at least to me, it felt like the show was working on having any pulse on reality. And now it's like, no, it's high fantasy. Yeah. But also... There's some like little, I don't know, nods to yeah. like you know, the world. And little like abs- nods of absurdism and like goof- goofy for the sake of goofy. Just trying yes, to give us a laugh. for the sake of goofy. Which, if we were worse people or less happy, or it was last year, we'd probably see that as like, wh- like what, like why? Why is this showing? I, mean, I can totally hear us being terrible, hypocritical, instead of like being terrible, instead of how I feel now, which is like so, so fun. fun. Good, Good job. job. So this was, um, this was the the fourth episode. We're not even halfway. I know. I thought there were eight (laughs) episodes and I was like moving right along. And then I was like, oh, no, no. Oh, we're going to be on the mic. See you back here tomorrow. Longer. Yeah. Jules and M. Joe Murphy wrote this episode. I'm just going to start naming the writers because one, they deserve credit. Not just our guy, Darren. And also maybe it'll help us track kind of what we like, what we don't like, what's going on here. What did you think of the episode generally before we get into it? I thought it was a I thought it was a really good episode. I think so so I loved last episode. I think this episode yeah. was doing a little bit more 
of like what last season was? Um, no, it was a little more like on the ground doing some work to like set up some new things. It was a little bit more like, um, mm. like last episode was like mm-hmm. going deeper into stuff that's already established. And then this episode was like setting up a little bit of a new obstacle course and framework for the rest of the season. And you know that yes. what I mean by that is literally just that there's a new love interest. That's there's the only thing interest. I'm really referring to. Who we've been waiting, we've been waiting for. for. I've been really avoiding spoilers, but I, you know, obviously we knew there was going to be a new yeah. love interest. Yeah. He just pops off the screen. Okay. So we begin. Yeah, that's neither here nor there. Where, where we, yeah. That's how we start with Mindy and Emily <laughs> at their favorite cafe um, in their fabulous outfits. Uh, Emily is kind of reading an apology note to Kimmy. Mindy's giving her some notes. It's not going great. I love it. She's like, why are you looking at me like this? And Mindy's like, I literally did it. Like we can feel Emily's guilt. And she says it just, it gets, it sounds worse the more you say, which is, I think how he feels an audience. The, the more it's you like say it's, it gets it's worse. Not, there's not really a defense for it. It's no use to really apologize. Yeah, you really just kind of have to say like, I did it. And gosh darn it, she still doesn't learn it by the end of the episode. Not to spoil before we get that. Okay, so then we're so then we're in the office. No, no, and, no, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. My gosh. Then she walks by and sees Gabrielle at the <laughs> restaurant. Oh my god, I can't believe I blacked out for this part. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's like making all these decisions about the restaurant. And he's like, change this, change that, change this, change that. But then he always re- ends up, you know, he ends up repainting it the same color that it was. He wants the espresso machine exactly where it was. He's very stressed. The stress of his love life is clearly eating away at the stress of his work life. It's combining to this perfect stress storm. And then she goes to work. That's true. She also says in that scene, she's like, make things right with Kimmy. Yeah. And it's just really annoying. I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the stance on this episode that I am annoyed with Emily at the end of this episode. Not annoyed at the show. I love the show. I'm annoyed with them. So yes, and then we're at the office. And Kimmy's there. And she's like, I like let's do French only. Guess who doesn't speak French? Guess who? Emily. <laughs> Emily. I can't remember. I wrote down Luke exclamation point and I can't remember why. Uh well Luke was like ends up kind of taking over the account because Oh yeah, and he's like helpful. He kind of saves Emily's ass. She tries and he's like it, it, he kind of jumps in to help, but then yeah, ultimately it's like, okay, now you're just being iced. Yeah. About it. So they basically end up doing conducting the whole Champagne meeting without Emily. And there's an emphasis in this episode on the on the language barrier, which is like she she can so easily and so understandably be iced out of a lot of her spheres by them playing the language card. So she goes yeah, and they just haven't right, been. they haven't been. They've been they've been so kind very to her, accommodating. very accommodating. You know, in the last episode at the at the what hammam? At the steamer? Yeah. Uh Camille even mm-hmm. like asked all of her friends to speak English for Emily's benefit. They've been they've been very, yeah. very kind and very accommodating. And then so Emily, you know, she knows she has her French class again, starting up again, which we saw a little bit of last time. She's walking into level two. Her teacher's like, no, no, no. You're still in level one, little lady. She's like, pick a seat, pick a partner, pick a partner. You can only talk with them in French. She looks around, hopeless. We see the back of someone. Sees, we see everyone's face except for one, who's, we only see the back of his head. That's true. <laughs> I was like, okay, here he comes. Yeah. Alfie from London. But he's not very warm to her. I'm Alfie. I'm she from London. On. A little bit. That's exa- and for those of you who don't listen or watch the show and only listen, that's actually a perfect example. You can see why he is the love interest <laughs> being planted. Hello, I'm Alfie <laughs> from London. It's like Filch. yes filch-esque um the then she goes and she finds a ukrainian um woman 
who honestly seems a little chaotic from mm-hmm. the start uh, as to be her French partner. And it's like, oh my God, this is great. Great. They hit it off. They speak, you know, they stutter through some French um, phrases and, and I guess we're leaving Alfie behind. I guess he's not going to be a love interest. You think? Oh, that's too bad. They're just not. Just wait. Then we get to our little C storyline. Mindy's at work. She's still la dame pipi. This really, these these adorable men come up to her and they're like, um, we... You're the most overqualified yeah, like, dumb PP. And then they said, our band needs a new singer. And she says, well, I don't have a work visa. Last time I checked, you didn't need a work visa to be in a band. But <laughs> she doesn't have a work visa. And they're like, no problem. And she's like, wait, really? I don't need a work visa to be in they're your band? They're like, really? To be the lead singer and rehearse with our band, you don't need a work visa. <laughs> and she's like, what? Okay, okay. well, <laughs> tell me more. <laughs> Uh, well, then we go back to Emily's work. We go back to Savoir. Yes. Um, yes. Where, so she's, so she's kind of being excluded from her account because she doesn't speak the French. And then they say, you know, it actually works out because we have a, we have a client that specifically wants an American angle. So maybe this is your chance to make it up. This is maybe your chance to work with Poirot. Leak, the leak freaks, I've decided to call them. <laughs> the leak lobby. <laughs> really cute. <laughs> To create a campaign around it. So she has to... I honestly was... I wrote down leak freaks because I was like, ooh, is that going to be... I was trying to get ahead of it. But you know, <laughs> This is you wanting it. to work I in marketing. Should, <laughs> I, yeah, but I shouldn't be in marketing because that's not what they ended up no. with. So I obviously... <laughs> bad impulses, bad gut. <laughs> yeah, you're not a culture fit for marketing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they... I thought this scene was so funny. It was like such a good bit. And it was like these farmers talking about... The, how wonderful the leak is she's like yeah potato leak soup and they're like, he's like no oh, potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> they're so why are they always they're so sick of the leak being attached attached to the potato which is so, so funny and he's like Ser-, she's like sergey stop no it's okay she's like, it's very funny they're like they're plopped they're they're plucked from a different show yeah. entirely but in a in a really fun way not in like a oh what are you guys doing it's very playful so lo and behold she's on her way back from work with a bag full of leaks Oh, do we know anyone who would know what to do with leaks, Hannah? I think we do know exactly one person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be? Our resident food yeah, guy. food man, Gabrielle. <laughs> so he's like... When there's food, there's Gabrielle. It's true. Anytime it's like, it's like food. And then they're like, perfect. <laughs> perfect. We know how to get yeah. him involved. They'll be eating something. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I'm going to show you what to do with it. It's very subtle. It's enigmatic. He goes, it's such an elusive, so misunderstood. Perhaps like him. So? I don't know. I felt like that line was supposed to be referencing a character, but I was like, none of the characters <laughs> are subtle, know. elusive, or misunderstood. I was like, is he hinting at one of them? Like, no, ah. he's not. <laughs> he's really just talking about the leaks. And sometimes it is that simple. <laughs> For the first time ever, this show has just one meeting. There's no pun. Yeah. There's no subtext at play. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a montage, cooking montage. Love a montage. And he uses an immersion blender in a way that feels really erotic, but it's also an immersion blender. <laughs> and there's a lot of like him looking up at the camera yeah. and her like looking down. And I'm like, where is it? Like, is she leaning over him? Like, how? You say montage. I, I wrote down a very horny sequence. During, during which she won't take her checkerboard bucket hat off. And he keeps talking about... With its little, little gemstone. And he says so you have much. to coax the flavor out. Which, again, feels like it should be referencing something that's happening with that. He's talking about her clitoris. <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> Some are hidden under a hood. And <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it no. out. Why? Because our show is rated G for good. <laughs> Not nasty. <laughs> nasty little leaks. And then he goes, this is, I hated this part. She, he was like, what do you want me to do about the Kami thing? Like, it comes mm-hmm. up again. She brings it mm-hmm. up again. And he, she's like, I want you to tell her that you're still in love with her. He's like, but then I would be lying. And she goes, then lie. And that's where she really lost yeah. me. And I was like, okay, now, you know, direct communication, what is it? It gets me off. off. So so I appreciate that she finally states that that's exactly, you know, she's literally like asking him to lie. But it's really annoying because we get back to the question of why. I mean, it's. It, I think it really shows that she's just like not learned her lesson of a not meddling and b not mm-hmm. and b being dishonest. Like she's she's mm-hmm. like okay, I'll meddle further and I'll be more dishonest. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say if you ever, if you if you were ever Emily in my life, I would be like, you better be in love with the person that you broke up my relationship for. Like you you better like I. I Kimmy's gonna be mad either way, mm-hmm. but her just being like, make it go away. I'm like, there's no, yeah. like, no, you, it should be worth it then. Like, if, I get it. Yeah. People blow up relationships and lives all the time. If you're gonna do that, then I hope it makes you happy. It's yeah. like that kind of thing. It's like, well, then if you're gonna do the, the horrible thing, it better be the right choice. Yes. And she will not commit in kind of either direction right now. I mean, she, she she's really not sitting it with herself <laughs> she's not sitting with herself and as her friend we were as her friends we're not happy we don't want that for her no so, so she, goes, she goes on a so- coffee date with her ukrainian french class partner yikes capital y yikes this causes me to sweat 100 percent. so they have miscommunication about what free like oh i love free things oh i love free things too and it's literally and a miscommunication because they're both trying to speak french with each other they can't yes I think that was obvious to all of our listeners, and now you've made me look like I think our listeners are a fool. You may, maybe the, I, I'm I mean, being the life I lead See, foolish. <laughs> I did watch it this last weekend. Good. Do you know she was cheated on? Emma Thompson? Yeah. By Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. I think I did I know that. Did. I guess I did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did. I think Somewhere did. deep down, I guess he did know. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, whatever, eight years, however many years before Love Actually. And so she fucking crushes that scene, but it makes it all the more sad because you're like, you really, she was really pulling, I'm sure she was, really well, I'm not sad. sure. I would guess that she's pulling on some feelings. Well, wait, and isn't she in Sense and Sensibility with both of them? Or is she in it with Alan Rickman and Kenneth Branagh directed? I think that's right. Also, to our listeners, we just <laughs> made a kind of, you might have missed that we did make a Love Actually joke. <laughs> and now we've pivoted to fully only talking about Love Actually yes. and more specifically Emma Thompson. <laughs> Skip ahead 15 minutes and yeah. we'll be back on it. Because we've got a lot to say about that film. So wait, do you yeah. think, is it also a reunion with Alan Rickman from that movie? I haven't seen Sense Sensibility. Yeah. Yes, yes. And She's of- worked with him many times. And then also they all work together in Harry Potter movie. In the, um, but she or they're all in the Harry Potter. She doesn't she's not in that one yet. Brand on that. That's true. He's in the second film, and she comes in in the fourth, maybe. No fifth, because I just watched the fourth <laughs> two nights ago. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and folks, we have been busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we have been busy consuming Emma Thompson and art for you, for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's why we need to binge it because we had to do our Christmas watching. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, she. So yeah, very very stressful scene with Petra, her Ukrainian friend. First, we get this like very sweet little shopping montage, and then Petra's like, 
let's go and like shoves <laughs> Emily out of the store. This was also something where I was like, Emily. You didn't see this coming? Uh, first of all, you didn't see this coming. Second of all, just like literally plant your feet down and be like, stop. No, like they get she way too far <laughs> out of the store. If she runs after I would have had a heart attack. I was swimming. Me too. Did you shop oh my after God. high school and middle school? No, did you? No. And I think we're I think we're different than most girls. In that oh, way. Oh, 100%. <laughs> we took control in a completely different, worse way. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> terrible to people I loved. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I was good. But but you know, you know the first time I shoplifted? When? When um our friend from college Don't like, you just fully named <laughs> Okay, sorry, I won't Beep do that. Out, my when our, sorry, when our friend, our friend from college, Sam, <laughs> he listened to the show. No, he didn't tell me. It's not like we shoplifted together. He was like, you've never, you never shoplifted. And I admired him and was like an, a senior and he was my friend being like, you've never. And I was like, I guess I haven't. And then like within a couple of months of that, I stole a lipstick from Target. And that's, that's like it. Like that's, I did it, but I did it in a very, I mean, it was late to the game. And I was just kind of doing it because, and he wasn't even like telling me, it wasn't even peer yeah. pressure, folks. He was literally like, oh, really? You haven't? And I was like, yeah, you're so right. I should. <laughs> oh, I do. Feel, I feel like I've had friends who like have never paid for nail polish in their lives. It's like and a it's rule. Like, well, and it makes me kind of surprised. Like yesterday I was at Walgreens and Allie was getting uh, CeraVe face wash, uh-huh. which is protected behind a cage. Like you have to call a person to unlock it. And get you the yeah. thing. And I'm like, I want to whisper them, like, you know, you should really be protecting the nail polish. <laughs> you want to help? <laughs> I, you know okay, what? then in that way, we're also different. Because I'm like, take if you can. You know, the only reason you don't, or I don't, not the only reason, but I do, you know, we b- both worked in service. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's just harder for, it just makes the people on the ground's lives harder. Like, it's yes. not, it's not like a fuck you to target when yeah. you do that. It's like yeah. the people who then yeah. get in trouble for not saying something or for losing too much yeah. stuff. You want to, can I tell you where I, sh- where I stole? Yeah. Oh, I hope I don't. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I shouldn't say. I, I feel so You can say right it. Now. I'll be put out. It's okay. You'll be put out. If you don't want, if you don't want to, if you don't <laughs> okay. want people to know. I'll tell you. I, I stole some meals from the hot bar. Oh, I know that about you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to jail. It's I'm also so nervous. It, no, and you know what? So I nervous. will beep it out because I'll beep out the place because that place I know because I have a friend who's been banned for life because she was caught. They do they do life bans. She she was caught stealing from the hot bar. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bleep out the the place <laughs> because we have. Oh fuck! <laughs> there are um, company execs, company execs who definitely listen. Anyway, that's so funny. Do you feel better having told me though? No, because it's like I I told my I mentioned it once. Like my family was all together, and I mentioned it. Um, and my mom was like so deeply upset, and was like, "Your father has never told a lie in his life. He's never anything dishonest. He did not raise." A, a daughter who would steal. What's she saying? She's like, but she's like, why'd she, why'd she say your father rather than herself? I think because like, I think she's because a liar. It's like, no, I, in every relationship, there's a liar <laughs> and honest. <laughs> no, I think because she, I think she's kind of like wrong me. Sure. But to wrong the goodness in his heart. <laughs> I think, I think it was more like, do I what you will that. to me, wreck me, tear me down, <laughs> tear me down, be cruel. Yeah. But, but, but him, but he, him, he, 
who has given everything, who has raised you with wonderful values, who, who has who has done so much. Yeah. And wow. I, and it's very uh, romantic. <laughs> I mean, I I'm like I'm like I feel like I'm red right now. I'm like It's so okay. Red. I'm going to tell you right now. It's it's okay. I forgive you. And I'm sure it's like worked into the price of like my chemist oh, filters that I buy there. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I want to I'm definitely going on record saying they're fine. <laughs> and you know what that that your mom was probably saying that out of fear. Usually when our parents are the cruelest to us, it's because they're the most afraid. Okay, save that for our other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Parent talk. <laughs> Similar shoplifts. And it's, it causes me stress. Then I don't, I forget what like, happens with that. Like I for sure. Literally she just returns it. Yeah, but I was like, they're going to chase out. There I'm like, be consequences. Is, she's going to be deported. I, I was like, I was like, the series is over. Over. You started to cry. You texted. I was like so worked up. I was like, mother, mother, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she just she's like, ah, oh, and she, she like grabs the clothes and she goes to return them. And and we learn later that that means that's the end of her friendship with the with Petra. Petra. Um then we so we know that Kimmy has an art show, an art opening, big art opening, art opening. Gabrielle goes there to see her because she hasn't been talking to him, she hasn't been returning his calls. And she's a great like, leather jumpsuit on. She looks amazing. And Gabrielle says it wasn't Emily's fault. It was my fault. And Kimmy delivers a brutal line. It's not like she tripped over and landed on your dick. I wrote it down too because it 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 gave that gave me chills. I was like, go on. Well, yes. and I'm like, how are we existing in a show that has both the leak lobby and that line? <laughs> and I'm like, great. I don't need any other TV because this has spun all the shows that I watch, which is like sketch comedy, drama, like soapy sitcoms sitcoms yeah like into one yes you're so right it is really a melange a mixture a combination Mm -hmm. i love it yeah and she's smoking indoors which i loved as well um and then he i was holding my breath within this scene this is when my heart was racing because i was like is he gonna do it is he gonna do the lie and he doesn't made me fall in love with him even more he was like he doesn't say I'm still in love with you. He's like, I really just want us to all get along. So he like takes Emily's advice of trying to reach out, but he doesn't take her advice of being a stupid friend and bad friend, mm-hmm. stupid, bad friend. So then Luke is like, let's go, let's go to a movie. Yeah. And they go to see Jules et Jim. Yes. I don't know that film. Presumably you do. Our I... resident film buff between yeah. the two of us. Yeah. And you know, it was a kind of a funny moment. This is just a, this is just an aside that, but I, our show, which has been linear <laughs> comedy. Yeah, the rest of our show, we, we, we try to stay on the beaten track. So this is going to surprise our listeners, but I'm actually taking a little bit of tangent. I, I saw Jules et Jim. I, w- I went to Rome. I was in Rome alone. And there was a movie theater open. And so I was a little bit stuck because I was like, I can either see um, a lot of the movies in English would be dubbed in Italian. Mm-hmm. So I had thought like, oh, I can go to the movies. And I don't, I don't speak Italian, I speak uh, less, I speak less Italian than I do Spanish. But I saw J- Jules et Jim was playing. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've seen this movie a couple of times. So I was like, I can understand the, the narrative and it, but it was still in French with um, Italian subtitles. Mm-hmm. But it was so dear because it was like a weirdly packed theater. And there mm-hmm. were clearly people who were like fans. Like there's one guy who was like conducting the score it was a very lovely experience. So I, That's so cool. So this is just me being actually quite sincere to say that it gave me a little pang of like travel nostalgia. I, as you said, like there's kind of like one moment every episode where you're like, oh, yeah. I want to be 
so much of the episode doesn't play into that, or the, mm-hmm. the series doesn't. It's not like travel porn, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's always there is a moment per episode where you're like, oh, that's like so romantic in a way that makes me want to be in another country, and like, yeah, and like them going to the movie theater and seeing this movie gave me a real pang. Yeah. Oh, sweet. I the only time I've seen a movie like in like a like a small film house or like abroad um i was in madrid and i saw um it's called a ghost story yeah oh yeah you told me about that movie i was in madrid with my friend mary and we watched it and i it was like uh perhaps not similar well similarly like real like a beautiful you didn't say this but it was a beautiful old theater and it was like a really cool like young audience and we kind of just like popped in and ended up seeing it and for anybody who hasn't seen that movie you haven't seen it right no because i told you it's devastating i was devastated by it in a way that i didn't expect to be and it was this just like wild like just deciding to go to a movie in europe in the afternoon and then walking out and being like i am changed by this film um, but it's memorable for, for multiple reasons, in part because I was in Madrid. So I had the same, I, I wrote down like, oh, little, like I want to be at, like a little European cinema. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for uh, people in movies and TV shows going to the movies. Yeah. I'm a sucker for it. Well, and so they go and they, and so then, so I don't know this movie at all, but then, well, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But the, the, the movie is, uh, we see bits and parts of the movie. It's about a menage a trois and they play with that later. Cut to Mindy at her first gig, or she's she's no she's not at her gig. She's telling she's telling Emily about her gig. She looks amazing. She's wearing. I I did recognize there was some Versace jewelry. I didn't know the whole outfit, but I was like, okay, I want some nice. on our show. Talk about the fashion. Our resident fashionista as no, well. I want a resident fashionista. Well, you're it until uh, I'm wearing overalls. So I'm. It's not me right you're now. I'm wearing an H and M sweater and Nike sweatpants. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Um, her outfit's incredible it's like lingerie ish it's like she looks so good and then we see it later it has she puts a white coat on top of it with a white hat it's like her cream it's really beautiful but um she's gonna go she also tells uh emily like because emily's like i'm gonna write camille a letter and she's like you can't you like don't speak french you can't do that you're using dog shampoo goofy funny and and uh, we established that Emily is going to try to connect with Camille via letter, per Luke's suggestion. Specifically a letter in French. Oh, yeah, in French. To, like, prove to her how much she cares, which is also kind of funny that she sort of has centered people wanting her to know French as about, like, a kind... Like, as, like, a... It's like, no, you just should. Like, you should just be working <laughs> on that. <laughs> I'm mad at her this episode, okay? Sorry. Yeah, I know. Um, so now, cut to the gig... Mindy, Mindy kind of, like, can't catch a break in a lot of these ways. Like, she's really trying to, like, hustle and find a way to do music and work and all these things. And every time she shows up to a job, it's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she's busking. It's not a gig at a club. She's busking in a square. And then we see Camille receive the letter from Emily. And there's a Jules, Jules and Jim uh, reference like I don't know what what do you call that, but basically like you see them, they do like a black and white voiceover sort of. They, they I don't know foreground, background, yeah, yeah. funny thing very, where very Emily funny is visual. narrating. Yeah. Very funny, and and also because I didn't know it, was, like I don't know that movie or whatever. It was fun. It was fun to feel like the show was doing. I don't know if this makes me sound good, but I'll say it anyway. Please, but like it felt nice to be out referenced. Like it, which I'm sure there are many ways. Like we've talked about the fashion. Like there's so many things I like don't mm-hmm. see, mm-hmm. 
but it was fun to be like, oh, I haven't seen that movie. Like this person must be a film buff or like this person. I mean, maybe it's so famous and everyone else has seen it, but it just felt like, oh, they're, they're being like playful with cinema in a way that like, I, I, I don't, I would, I have to go learn more. I have to go learn to be fully literate for this episode. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Which I think, I think in the, one of the, um, one, like a fashion writer that I follow on Instagram is picking up on fashion references so much more than myself. And it's like, Oh, there's, yeah, there's a whole, there are, there are levels that we're not necessarily picking up on. And there, and it's yeah. nice that there are multiple ways to read the show. Yes. And shame on me. Shame on shame us. Shame on me for, uh, on us, for ever having thought that we were fully understanding this show. No, it'll take multiple You can watch it a thousand years. times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we will. And we will. Uh, we get to, go, we get to go back to work to the leak folks. And this is a kind of funny, weird, um, just the, the leak scene has like been comedic so far. And this time they're kind of, they don't love Emily's take. It's like a little too French, a little too cliche. And they want leeks to be like sexy. And we learn that French women make leek tea broth basically as like a diet drink. And we get the, we we get the, we get the visual of a very, 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 very thin woman talking about body positivity, which sure, but I haven't seen a single larger person on the series yet am i wrong no i haven't yeah okay we saw one Uh, tall woman we saw one tall woman so that was an interesting take um felt a little like ham-fisted yeah felt a little ham-fisted where like i didn't know she had an opinion on that because the show doesn't seem to have an opinion on it yes she's like i don't think we should be doing like diet like fad diet we shouldn't be doing fat pushing fad diets yeah and And it's like she's it's convenient health and wellness she says, this sounds like a thing that would be in Goop. They love the idea of being featured in Goop. Which I loved because you, you loved and I it, yeah. you and I watched Goop. We watched the first couple of... Uh, the last time we traveled. <laughs> February 2020. So sad. Uh, we went to Miami. And <laughs> we watched Goop in our hotel room. Instead of going out, which at the time we were like, should we have gone out? And in hindsight, I am so glad we didn't. We stayed in the hotel and we watched Goop and I... Loved it. And you haven't watched the new series, right? No, I've heard it's amazing. It's so good. Okay. And I, I there's so much to say on it. So a little tangent. <laughs> there's so much to say on it. There's, I mean, we can complicate it all we want. Truly, there's many reasons to be critical of the whole uh, Goop endeavor. But the recent series is all about like sex and in relationships and, and various like sex therapies. And I consider myself somebody who who works hard to be um, sex positive uh, and sort of like immersed in that that dialogue. You've worked in. You've also worked for a podcast before about sex, have you not? That's true. I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. And so anyway, and so and it's something. So it's yes, and I like follow a lot of accounts. Whatever. I just I just think I'm 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 pro that discussion. Um, I'm pro sex therapy and couples therapy and all those things. The point is this show, like, I feel like I learned so much and it like piqued my curiosity and I felt very like seen by it, even though not all of it was like specific to me. I was just like, it's all relevant. Like none of it's not relevant. And that's really um, a cool given it's like a very uh, classed and uh, raced brand. Like it's very like a white wealthy uh, endeavor group mm-hmm. is, but, but the, sh- the most recent show was pretty cool. Anyway, the point is, I love that they were all about Goop because I'm also all, all about Goop. It was it was funny because they were kind of making fun of Goop or acting like Goop was stupid. And much like our take on season two of Emily in Paris, I'm like, I think we've actually come around on Goop. <laughs> <laughs> I 
was like, I think like the culture has moved on from hitting goop. Yes. We, we have a more nuanced take. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, so she, she ends up kind of like losing track of the leak account. Like she, she no longer is like, like she's struggling at work this episode. She's like not, not For doing sure. great at work. For and, sure. And that's tough. Um, Mindy's also not doing great at work because we go back to yes. a wild busking scene. I don't even know what to make of it. I, I, I don't love it. It's something the show's working on is the scene because I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> we just see like people are enjoying the music, but then it turns out that a lot of other uh, street performers are in the audience and like then they all start performing, like also taking tips and Mindy is feeling territorial and then she ends up like collaborating with the mime <laughs> who, <laughs> who's dancing in her set. Who hasn't collaborated with a mime? In Chicago, you definitely have collaborated with a mime. <laughs> In our community. Again, oh, Lord. Uh, yeah. Um, and then they end up, like, getting tips. It, it, it was the kind of thing where I, if a friend recounted this to me, I would be, like, a little bit like, oh. And then I'd be like, I'm really glad you had a nice time. <laughs> and so you liked that episode? Cool. No, no, no I'm really happy you liked the episode. I don't, I don't yeah, think I'm going to watch it. I think maybe I'll watch, <laughs> I'll watch the next one or the one before. <laughs> Then we get a delivery, um, like a letter back from Camille to Savoir. And it's really funny because the delivery guy sees Sylvie and goes, Emily Cooper? And she and Sylvie goes, how dare you? <laughs> it's just a really quick <laughs> little thing. And she reads the letter out loud to the whole office to translate it for Emily. And it's very funny. And they do the same thing, little homage to Jules et Jim. Um, where Camille, but instead of it being this like long thing, she's literally like... Um, I I can't understand why you did what you did, like your fucking letter, like, and I also can't understand your fucking letter or something like that. And then it goes, and then it says, "Leave me alone, you illiterate sociopath." I love this. It was so funny. And it cuts back to Sylvie being like, "Come me," and then she folds the letter and she's like, "Okay, well, that's it." It's just so brief. It's really good. So funny. It's so so funny. Really good. But then we get the thing that really matters in the episode. Go ahead. Well, I'm moving on to the next scene. Is there anything else you yeah, want to say all, about that? No, that's all. I was for LOL. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> that's all I wrote. She goes, can you tell what I'm about to talk about based on how I'm talking? She goes to French class. <laughs> French class to who does she see? Crab and Goyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's old Crab and Goyle. <laughs> <laughs> who do we see? But, oh, wait. So she looks around and she looks around the French There's class. Petra There's Petra. Shoplifted goods. And she's like, nope. She looks over to Alfie hottie londoner <laughs> londonite she's like yep she sits down and he goes i knew you'd be back i don't know I, i'm so <laughs> yeah. confused i was confused why she didn't end up with him the first time like i was nothing actually happened mm-hmm. in that first scene he just like wasn't warm and then she like looked worried and then like looked yeah. around and found petra instead but it's not like he, it's i i i was i'm surprised that the show didn't have her have like a major fuck up with him that made them not be able to be yeah. Partners, because I could totally have seen her say something like "just sweet XCT" and him being like, "That means aroused," and she's like so embarrassed that she has to go elsewhere or something. Okay, that's great writing, Hannah. Hey, thanks. <laughs> well, and, and and honestly, if Allison Brown or Joe Murphy are listening, <laughs> Darren, yeah. But instead, she like comes back. But he's very, you know, we can't deny he's very good looking. It's an eye, very very handsome. And you know what it means when you see a handsome person in a TV show? He go, he go fuck. <laughs> They go fuck. They go fuck. And he, something that made me giggle a little bit is that they subtitled his line. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait. Because it, of his accent. That's really it funny. Like, it's like, I'll know you be back. And it was subtitled. 
Really? See, I watched the whole thing with subtitles. I know you do. I know you do. And I was like, I don't know if you're going to catch this. That's yeah. really funny. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love that. Another little thing in the show I didn't catch. Um, it feels like, and this is because of the complete like dearth of a wonderful, um, like black romantic interests we have in pop culture like this, but it does feel a little bit like they saw Bridgerton and just like, we're like, Oh, second season. And like, it, it shouldn't, you know, like I understand that like there are many black British men who should be love interests in shows, but it just feels very, I don't know. He like has kind of right as of right now, he has a similar affect of like being like a cocky, good looking. The Duke. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, Oh, it's the Duke. Like it's it's a different actor and but and like but that's like the vibe I feel like he's bringing yeah. he already is bringing he's very very good looking. Do you know anything about this actor? I don't do. No, I didn't. I didn't do any. I did no research. Yeah, I don't. To be clear, in case it wasn't obvious, we do we do no we research. We don't do any research. Well, from life. <laughs> it's it's. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be good. I, I'm a little I'm a little irritated that she's going to get to be with somebody hot instead of Gabrielle when she's like made this mess. Well, and I don't, I th- I think that by introducing Alfie, they're sort of setting up that it's going to be a triangle where eventually she has to choose between Alfie and Yes, at the end of the Gabrielle, second season. It's got to be that. Which is a, yeah, which is such a classic second season style cliffhanger of television, I think. But I, but that bothers me because I feel like that's not the, that's not her problem. Like her problem is like, who should she be with? Yeah. Her problem is like, she's kind of making a mess of things in her community. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which I personally have never done. <laughs> I actually don't like think I have. have Are ever, you serious? Have I made a mess in my community? I'll talk to you after we stop <laughs> recording. We can't have inside jokes. Fucking say it. Oh, in college? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then after college. And then after college. You are too much. You are too. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, maybe not in the last three years, but like definitely before. How long have you known me and why? <laughs> Whatever, you've made a mess in a community. Yeah. <clears throat> when I met Nina, she was keeping a secret from me. We had a secret relationship oh, and I didn't yeah, know about it. Relationship. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. friendship with a foundation made of friendship lies. Founded on lies. Founded yeah. on lies. <laughs> Incredible that we're still standing. But I have no secrets. I have no secrets, no. All right, let us know if you have any secrets. <laughs> yeah, 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 please call in. And subscribe. Let us know about your secrets. <laughs> we obviously can only kind of keep them. Yeah, we can only kind of keep them. Um, I was I was once described by leaky like a sieve. I was described as leaky like a sieve. Like a sieve. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> leaky, leaky, leaky as a sieve. Leaky as a sieve. Who called you that? Izzy called me that. That's, she, said I, she said I can't keep a secret. That's so funny. I know. Wow. It's a shame. I tell you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I loved I mean, it was a good episode. It wasn't exactly... It wasn't as uh, pleasurable as the second episode, but it definitely makes me want to watch the... Can't wait. I mean, the third episode. Anything else you want to say? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Le fin. That's it. Ciao. Ciao. Je ne crois plus tant d'amour que les vieux chantent de toi, ce n'est que poésie. Si vous jadis touché ta fantaisie, d'un même mal, tu serais soucieux. You've been listening to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris, a podcast about Netflix's Emily in Paris. If you enjoy this episode, please, please, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and share the show with all of your EIP loving 
hating, ambivalent friends. We really love getting our reviews. Uh, Here's a favorite one from this past week. Okay, this is from The Weird Girl, uh, titled, Amazing Podcast on EIP. Like Virgil leading Dante to paradise, Hannah and Nina lead us scene by scene, bit by fit, flute by flute, through the joy that is, quote, Emily in Paris, end quote. Haters beware, they seem to like the show now. Regardless of your take on EIP, check out this podcast because the hosts are funny and insightful and a blast all around. I happen to like the show and this podcast made reliving it even more life-affirming. Wow, life-affirming. Yeah, huge, huge. That's our pull quote. In this in this day and age, in this economy? Yeah, amazing. We will be back with another episode in a few days, so be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Merci. Wait. Merci. Wait, thank you. Yeah, merci. Beaucoup. Par tes rayons à la pointe cornue.